Shamans, healers, therapists. What is the commonality between them and the impact they have on us? Is there something deeper that they can see which is ignored by our logical self? Uncover these mysteries and more in today's episode. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you. Episode 32. Hi, and welcome to Mind Your Mornings. I'm Anna Chandy, your host for this podcast. Over the last 27 years, I have interacted with more than a thousand people, both individuals and families. And through this podcast, I want to bring to you what I have learned about life and its nuances through the experiences of people I have interacted with. As I was reading Dr. Gabor Mate's course material, I was drawn by the simplicity of his thought. How he takes us back to the fundamentals of survival, connection, and authenticity. He brought his teachings alive through his own examples and a combination of old and new concepts. And as he spoke, I could start putting language to a lot of my own journey over the years. There is one part of the course which particularly fascinated me. The use and effect of psychedelic therapy. I have never tried it myself and I cannot speak with first-hand experience. But there is a lot of research being done on this and its powerful impact, especially on trauma and addiction. I was intrigued. I explored further and realized that psychedelic therapy taps into our vulnerability. As Gabor says, doctors, counselors, therapists, and spiritual leaders all hold a certain power as they can access the inner mind. And this power must be used ethically and safely. So how does psychedelic therapy work? In the presence of a genuine shaman, this interaction has the power to transform us. When we use a psychedelic, the barrier of cognition is surpassed. And then we have access to our inner self beyond the superficial wall of learnt behaviour. Behind this wall is where most of us hide our authenticity. It is the place where we have kept our most traumatic and painful experience. And this is the space we get access through psychedelic therapy. The process leaves us exposed, vulnerable, and that is why it is important that it needs to happen in safe, controlled, supervised space. With a genuine shaman or a spiritual leader, It is conducted in a group of 12 to 16 people. 
the shaman holds a safe space for us to be vulnerable, but access to our inner self and make the connection with ourselves again. Gabur himself has been through this experience and found it extremely powerful. He attended a therapy group in Vancouver. As part of the ceremony, the individual is given ayahuasca, a brew which has psychedelic properties. This is done in the presence of healing shamans and an ambulance on standby. Genuine shamans are very particular about safety, both emotional and physical. Because it is not always euphoric as we assume it to be. It exposes us to our own deep painful spots that we have kept hidden. And to be able to access those spaces, we need to feel safe. Garbo describes his experience as one of deep love, as a feeling he had never felt before. He remembers tears flowing, not tears of sadness. He remembers feeling a connection with himself that he has never felt before, something which was beyond words and cognitive expression. A couple of our clients have always talked about going for this psychedelic therapy to Peru and Costa Rica and have come back what they say seemingly altered. They describe it as a visceral experience. Of course, beware, there are several charlatans too these days faking their way into age-old wisdom. You will find a number of tours online. None of these are genuine or powerful or safe for you to be vulnerably safe. Now, shamanism was common in the 20th century. In fact, in ancient cultures, the practice was followed to alleviate deep emotional distress and even mental health disorders. But as the Western model of psychiatry took over, these practices were labeled as old-fashioned. Medicine and the power of conscious took over. But of late, again, people are turning to traditional methods. Today, we are realizing that medication can only control and cap symptoms. It does not go deeper into the root cause. Mental health cannot be treated with a one-size-fits-all approach. We need individual space to express our own uniqueness. Healers, psychologists, counselors, spiritual leaders all hold immense power. The interaction between them and the individual is sacred. There is a space of emotional vulnerability and if not handled ethically, it can result in a misuse of power. Vulnerable people are not integrated wholly. They come with fragmented aspects of themselves. But what does it mean to be fragmented? Let's look at an example. When we are born, we come with zero expectations. We only have instinct. As we grow, we learn that if I want to belong in a group, I have to be in a certain way. And if I don't behave that way, I may not be accepted. So the little child starts creating barriers to her actual self. Imagine these like fences. 
these walls block who Farah actually is. Now the world only can see the child's adaptation to exist in the group. As Gabor says, the only two things essential for survival are authenticity and connection. So for the sake of connection, this little child gives up authenticity. Now the child grows up into an adult. The mental fences created in childhood are now completely opaque. The, the need to belong, the need to connect is the only thing that shines through. The authenticity behind the fence tries to peek through occasionally. The adult feels a certain dissonance because of the fragmented part, some in front, some trying to be seen. Every time the child or adult chose to prioritize connection over authenticity, a small fragment is created. So now, when we are vulnerable with a healer, a shaman or a therapist, we are exposing these dissociated parts. And we begin to see all these parts and start integrating them into a whole. We realize that we can be authentic and still have connection with the right people. We realize, I have a choice. I can choose the people I want to belong to. And this is the power of integration. We have the capacity to be ourselves. We don't seek outside protection. We begin to feel whole and enough. Babies don't have the ability to protect themselves. They, so they look for external protection through connection. They thrive on the touch of the caregiver, which makes them feel the pain durable. And that is exactly what holding a safe space is in a therapy room. It is about making the individual feel that their pain is valid and it can be endured. This gives them hope. And that hope allows them to start taking over their lives. Helping a person transform from fragmented to whole requires the enabler to be integrated themselves. The ones who are disassociated will often misuse their power. This is not unique to a few people. All of us, over the course of life, have put some barriers in place to protect ourselves from harsh realities of the world. At some point or another, we have chosen connection to survive. And in that moment, we have fragmented a bit of ourselves. As we grow older, our journey is about recognizing this, unpeeling the fences we have built in a safe space and allowing ourselves to see our authentic self. Without shame, without fear, and there, behind the walls of cognition, we will meet ourselves, the real, authentic, vulnerable self. Once we meet that self is when we will start integrating into a whole. Maybe that is the journey of spirituality beyond the realm of recognition and cognition.
next fortnight, I will be talking about yet another very interesting topic. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Mornings with me, Anna Chandy. If you would like to write in to us, do write in at anna at annachandy.com. I will see you in a fortnight with another discovery that would interest you. You can subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new world.